Make sure we're on the Welcome to the Tech Garage, episode 23. Wow, I like how you work the name of the podcast in there. I always forget that part. You always forget to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, this is going to be the PAX edition. Nice. Yeah, we're going to do, which is also going to be the Matt talking a lot edition, since I'm the only (laughs) one with PAX. But we're going to talk about Booth Babes, uh, some video games, some indie video games, uh, the Razor Blade. I haven't talked to you about that yet. Um, Is, is Is it a scooter? It's not. Damn it. Yeah. And, uh, well, I kind of talked to you about it, but uh, I don't think you know it. And then I got a uh, uh, hardware review for some new hardware that I bought uh, over the weekend also. That Wait, I also you bought hardware this weekend? I did. Wow. Do you want to talk about that first? Because I was going to talk about Booth Babes first, because that really, that's, that's really my key takeaway from PAX. So but, let's uh, go But we can save Booth Babes till later. Let's, do, let, let's end on a high note with Booth Babes. Maybe. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let, let's start because I bought some new hardware this weekend, too. So, let's go oh, with you yours. Did. Well, hey, now I'm curious. On, uh, now I'm, I'm well, I, like I want to know. All right. Th- this is a really well planned podcast, as always. Yeah. Uh, I, I like <laughs> the suspense that we have between each other, right? It builds like conversation. If we, if uh, we pre planned it all, it would sound like an interview on The Tonight Show where they talk about everything ahead of time. Especially really considering we spend about three hours a day with each other anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it's shocking gotta, we can still be surprised. I know. So, uh, I and I actually held back on this one. The um, I've been shopping for headphones, for wireless gaming headphones. On uh, here, I thought you were going to say a vibrator. Uh, well, I've been shopping for that too, but I like to keep that in my private life. Uh, wait, private life? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's huge. Uh, so, but the headphones, uh, I've been shopping for like wireless uh, headphones because there's a couple of reasons. One, so... The main thing, I remember I, I mentioned that I've played Because you don't want to get tangled up in the headphone cord, cord like you do in tape. There's a little bit of that problem. Um, but when I'm playing, uh, when you're playing like, f- especially first-person shooters, right? Um, when somebody's sneaking up behind you, you kind of need surround sound to tell you somebody's sneaking up behind you. Right. right? And even if you've got like a full-on speaker system in your house. Well, so, so you can have a full-on speaker system in your house, right? Yeah. And that's cool. Unless you've got a wife and kids who like to sleep after 9 o'clock. Those in which sons case, of bitches. I know. So I've kind of been shopping at for like wireless uh, headphones for a while. Kind of just like, meh, I really want a pair of these. but Yeah, I think you mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah. So uh, this weekend at PAX... Uh, several of the hardware vendors were uh, were demoing and right. uh, during in the expo all their stuff. So I was able to like kind of shop around and be like, which ones do I like? What what do I not like? What I don't like? And uh, Turtle Beach at their booth actually had um, sale for for some of theirs. So I ended up uh, going with the Turtle Beach XP four hundred. Nice, which uh, has pretty much fucking everything. It's it's the the XP five hundred is their top of the line. So I'm I'm right. a, I'm, a, I'm a notch down. I couldn't quite tell you what the difference was. Like, like it had the 500 had I don't know about a hundred is the difference. Yeah, it was about a hundred, uh, and it was for I don't know stupid extra sound processing stuff that I probably wouldn't even notice because I'm not gold really cables. an autophile. Ooh, well, there's no cables. It's wireless. No, no, but gold wiring inside of the headphones. It's wireless. Th- there's no wires at all in it. Uh, there are no wires at but all. There's nothing that connects the uh, speakers to not, any of the met. Not that components. I can tell. Not that nothing. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> there probably are. <laughs> it's um, fucking magic. So, so that's the thing. So, so up until recent, when I was doing most of the shopping recently, um, the, the wireless headsets right. are wireless, and then you've got a cord between the headset and your your gamepad so that you can chat still, right? right? So all of the talking, so it goes through there. 
Uh, this is fully wireless. So nice. there's a little uh, there's a little puck that plugs onto your uh, your controller, mm -hmm. and you're fully completely 100% wireless. You can run around the house. You can because so what I do so this is this is this helps you throw this, down the this, controller this easily uh, without jacking. No no no, no I don't I don't actually throw down the controller, but I do move around a lot when I play. So uh, one of my girls was telling uh, my brother-in-law. Uh, th that when I play video games, I get really angry, and I got so angry the other day, I stood up from the couch, uh, which is, she misunderstood what's actually happening. So usually when I start playing, I'll be sitting down, and I, I realize that I actually play better when I'm standing up, so if I'm, for, right. if I'm just because it's like, you're, you're more engaged, you're, you're a little bit more focused, so uh, what I'll do is, once I die a few times, I'll go, uh, it's like, I gotta I'm step it up, now. I gotta stop up. being lazy, so it's not so much that I'm frustrated as, as that I just need to step my game, so right. I'll, I'll stand up, and then I'll stand in front of the TV, but I do tend to move around a lot when, like, I get, you know, like... Basically doing the pee-pee dance of uh, video games. Yeah, yeah, when I get killed, I kind of do the pee-pee dance a little bit. I spin around a few times. So if I had wireless headphones, and, and even as it was, so here's the thing. With the wired headphones that I would have just for the, 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 the um, mic the, yeah. before, which plugs into the, uh, the, the, the speakers or the uh, game controller also, I had this problem where, like, I'd sit down on the couch... And that cord would kind of get caught in the crease of my belly. And then I would disconnect myself when I moved my hands or something. And, and that's kind of embarrassing anyway because... Because you're fat. Because I'm so fat that I'm pulling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> here, uh, here let, me, uh, let me make a suggestion. Put the controller down and go running, you fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have been. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, so um, I'm really happy with it so far. Sounds awesome. I can really hear like everything going around. Um, I only really got one good night of gaming on it so far. But there's another side benefit. So I actually hooked it up on my TV in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. uh, and it also allows me to watch TV at full volume or oh. movies with my wife asleep right next to me. So um, this is one of those things that I probably should you, you understand the benefit oh, yeah, of that, totally right? Agree. You're like, I want to sit here and watch TV, and she wants to go to sleep. So I'd usually like, I would turn on like um, closed captioning. Right. Normally, right? So that My I wife can like closed captioning. It distracts her. She can't pay, she, like it's like I, I can't see the screen. It's like, no, 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 honey. It's taking up like the bottom like two or three percent of the screen right. that you don't use anyway. And then you don't have to ask me what they say. Yeah, because I can tell you because I was able to read it. Yeah, there's usually a five second delay. So even if you're not paying attention, you go, Oh yeah, it's it's, it's right there. So uh, my wife can't sleep without a fan running. Uh, which uh, is which actually, also blocks you from hearing the TV. Yeah, the fan sits on my side of the bed and if there's any fight noise, like God, I say fight like a fool. Um, if there's any white noise, <laughs> um, I can't hear anything. Yeah. Like, if there's a fan going, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't know, whatever's happening. Yeah. So I have to turn the fan off. I actually rigged up a switch on the back side of my nightstand yeah. so I can turn the fan on or off while I'm laying in bed. So now I'm watching TV trying to fall asleep, and she's watching TV too, and I'm like, I'm getting sleepy. I fall asleep, and then she, like, wakes me up to turn the fucking fan on. It's like, Arr! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, headphones like that would be badass, because, right. like, I could just slap them on. The fan wouldn't bother me anymore. Yep. And, and you can listen to, you can really, like, hear the movie or TV or whatever right. it is that you're watching. Like, not like... And like you can e also ignore the wife. Uh, yeah, that works, too. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that was kind of a side like thing that I didn't even think about when I was purchasing them, and then I was like, oh wait a minute, this is it's right. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Because uh, I initially hooked it up on that TV because they were using the downstairs TV when I first wanted to start gaming. So I'm like, I'll just I I really want to try this out for one thing. So I it sucks to have a toy in. you can't play with. Yeah, and so I went upstairs to play with my new toy, and uh, then I was like, wait a minute, she came up to go to bed. And I'm like, I, 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 so that was the first thing that was cool was she came up to go to bed. I'm still playing with the volume on loud. On my video game, right? She doesn't know. You, you know, there's no uh, short of the obscenities that are coming out of your mouth. Yeah, she know short of playing. me cursing and yelling and talking too loud into the mic. Uh, speaking of the mic, the, the other thing that was nice is there's a mic monitor on it. So, and there's an adjustment on the volume for the mic. You monitor. can just kind of dial up. So I can dial up how much of my own voice I can hear. And at first, I actually had it uh, set all the way down, and I'm like, it's a little disconcerting listening to yourself like speak with with headphones on. And you can't actually hear what you're saying. You're kind of like... Really? Oh. Kind of like when you were doing the podcast without monitor and it was freaking my shit out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I was kind of like... It, it was the same, right? When, and I'm like, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Because you, you can't tell. Right. And then I realized there was a mic monitor. I turn it up. I'm like, oh my God, I can I can tell that I'm speaking, you know, whether my mic's on or not. And, and it's actually a physical myself. button? It's a, it's, a, uh, it's a wheel. Okay. So it's, cool. a, it's a, like a dial. Uh, so... It's uh yeah, and it's got uh you can adjust the chat volume. I mean, you can do pretty much everything with it. So it's pretty sweet. I'm very happy with it. Very nice. Highly recommend it. Um, yeah, and compared to the similar products, it was uh seemed like the best price point. Nice. Et cetera, et cetera. So. So I actually went kind of ape shit the last week at buying stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so that's uh that's impressive for you to say that. Yeah. No, it's it's the truth. Uh, mostly because I paid my credit card bills and I was like, holy fuck, what was I doing? Um. But for those of you that haven't heard, maybe, um, I um, I got a motorcycle about three weeks ago. My father-in-law dropped one off outside and said, here, have at it, drive as much as you want. And I've been meaning to get a motorcycle, so I was like, yeah, this is cool. Um, so I went out and bought myself um, a couple of things to go along with the bike because, you know, I'm a nerd and I can't be satisfied without having tech with me basically all the time. Um, so, yeah, I know, it's shocking, isn't it? So um, I went out. And I decided I was going to buy a new helmet because the helmet that I have is 10 years old. It's kind of fallen apart. It was leaving little uh, bits of foam all over my face anytime I wore it. So I went online and started looking around for new helmets. And I found the uh, Shark Evil Line S3 helmet. Now, or Series 3. Is the brand name Shark? The brand name is Shark. It's a uh, French company. They make uh, helmets. I'm sure it's really good, but I would never name my company Shark. Yeah, me neither, because it sounds like something you might be screwing your customers over with. It just sounds cheesy. Now, but I'm sure it's high quality. Here's the badass thing about my helmet. So everybody has seen a motorcycle helmet, and I have like the full face helmet, right? Yeah. But uh, from time to time, I oh, don't hey, want... I'm looking at it right now. I see it yeah. sitting there. It's a Shark right on it. Yes, it does. Now, the neat thing about it is that it's a full face helmet, right? But I have the option of uh, taking the face mask and writing without the uh, face mask piece of it down, right? Uh, now, most people have seen helmets that are like this. They're convertible helmets. The um, chin basically pops up and sits over, like, right about where the brim of your hat would be. I'm, I'm checking it out right now. I see what you're talking yeah. about. In my helmet, that actually pivots all the way around to the back of your head and looks like a part of the helmet, so you don't have that weird big bill sitting right where your eyeballs are right above your forehead. I assume this red button's the release? Uh, oh, there, there you we go. go. Yep. yep. And oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and it, they had a bunch of really neat uh, uh, neat uh, um, other, like, what you do they call those? You can be playing with it. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I was like, that's a really cool helmet. I'm going to go ahead and buy one of those. Um, and you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like Catwoman's like goggles in uh, in the new Batman. <laughs> Not that it's like that Catwoman yet. looking at all. No, she's got the goggles, and they flip back to kind of the exact same position yeah. on her head. If like you know, nice. so they they become like ears. Right. Yeah. And, and the like the helmet looks really cool in both orientations, right? I mean, it looks like a regular it's got helmet. A microphone one way. on it too. And that's the next thing that I splurged on. So the uh, Shark Company also makes a wireless Bluetooth um, uh, integrated thing into the helmet. That allows you to tie into your phone. I can get phone calls. It's an intercom, so I can talk to other people that have the uh, same kind of connection there. It can tie into your GPS system. So you can get turn oh, by the, turn the navigation. The button right here must be to... Oh, I just turned it on. Yep. And it, I turned it off. So got a little tiny slick uh, um, kind of all-weather uh, little three buttons that you put on the left side of your helmet. Did you have to glue that on? Or did uh, it, it come came with a sticky back. Oh, okay, so you yeah. just squeezed it on there. And... The best thing about it is it works with Siri. <laughs> I just press that one button, and I'm like, play the Beatles. And all of a sudden, the Beatles are playing in like full stereo through my helmet as I'm cruising down the highway. Right. Or play Tiffany. Or play Tiffany, which isn't going to work on mine, actually, because I have no Tiffany. Uh, so yeah, the, the helmet was uh, pretty slick. I'm a big fan. It took me a little bit to get used to it. It's kind of an oblongish helmet on the inside, so it fits differently than uh, other helmets. Yeah. The thing that I have to hope I do right is actually remember to turn it off. Um, anybody that's listening to the podcast knows how I feel about Bluetooth headsets for your cell phone. Uh, uh, no. I, I hate them. Really? Like, every time I've ever owned a Bluetooth headset for my phone, the fucking thing's never charged when I need it. Ah, uh, so, so you're like, I need to use this, and then it yeah. uh, it, it craps out on you because you're like, I really need to use this in the car, but yeah. it's got no batteries because I forgot to charge it. Which is why I have like uh, just headphones with wires in them now. Right. Um, which is awesome. But so, so far, I've been super happy with the helmet. Now, the other thing that I went out and bought is I went and got a Garmin Nuvi uh, 2595, I think. Okay. It's a little 5-inch uh, screen uh, GPS unit. Mounted it right to the handlebars of the bike. So you can see how fast you're going? You, oh, yeah. So <laughs> I can see how fast I'm going, number one. And so you won't get lost? Uh, not so much so I won't get lost. But so the neat thing that it does is it tracks everything you're doing, right? So... Um, I have now a whole map of the trip I took around Hood River. Yeah. Or Hood Canal. Hood Canal. You know, complete with ferry ride over, cruising all around, back up and through. And I can see, like, physically where I went. And it also gives me stats. Like, uh, for instance, and this is in no way an uh, um, admission of guilt, but according to the trip computer on my GPS, yeah. at some point, it may have been on the ferry, I don't know, um, I was going 86 miles an hour. I'm sure it was downhill. It had to be downhill yeah. on the ferry as we were going over the falls. I don't right, know. Right, right. Uh, but it told me, like, yes, on... Was, you know what it was? You were probably on the ferry, and then you probably pushed your bike forward. Yeah. Right? And so the, the speed of the ferry combined with... With the bike. And, right? Yeah. That, that, there you go. That was totally it. Because those ferries, they go fucking fast. Yeah, they're like... I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, But like, they, they do it in knots and not miles per hour, so, you know, there, there's a conversion issue. Well, yeah, so you got to combine the speed of the ferry yeah, with and, your and speed, speed of, of, like, pushing your bike to the front of the ferry so you get off first. Right. Because the ferry's probably going 25 knots. Well, probably, and, like, 70 knots. I mean, that fucker was flying. And <laughs> it, Well, I know, but, but then you do, like, knots to miles an hour conversion, and I'm yeah. sure that's at least... Three so, to four times. Yeah, that's that's totally least. it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I got home when I saw I went 231 miles round trip that day. Uh, you know, max speed was 86. The uh, average speed was 45, I want to say. 
and that was the average moving speed because it also knows that I was moving for five hours and there were two hours where I wasn't moving. Ah, like when you're waiting for the ferry. Right, when I'm waiting or for the ferry. Or lunch or yeah, whatever. Exactly, yeah, exactly, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I, uh, I'm pretty stoked. I mean, it, it, it helps kind of show what, what I did and where. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm liking it so far. I actually ordered a new mount for it because I'm just borrowing a mount from a friend right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, that, it's been fun. Very cool. The helmet's cool. a good deal. It's actually really cool to be able to cruise around and listen to music and not have to have, like, how I was doing it before was I put some... Uh, Gimpy earphones in. Earphones and in. They, yeah. And you got to try and pull your helmet on without adjusting your earphones and then wiggle them around and make them... Yeah. Yeah, that's not, not, not cool. Yeah, much nicer that way. Yeah. So uh, let's get back to a little PAX discussion here. Um, now, we do want to call out that... Uh, Maybe later on this week we'll have a special edition of the podcast. Right, because we know a bunch of people were at that, that were at PAX, and some of them may actually be have been more into it than I was. So yeah, we're gonna get some feedback from them, some uh, talks and discussions and stuff like that. But uh, for now, we're just gonna talk to Matt yeah. about his uh, yeah, PAX about experience. my experience, like. which is which is just me talking. I'm just riffing on my own. Um, so the the main thing about PAX, the, the whole idea of it the whole like genesis of it was is like video games right so um i want to talk about a couple of the games that i really thought were like kind of cool when i was there all right so the first one and this is not might not be a big surprise for the people who listen to the podcast all that often uh gears of war judgment so there's another gears of war yeah yeah so they said after the last gears of war see i didn't really turn it off did i he, he's playing not with quite. his helmet now because he's because it was like still flashing and he doesn't want to yeah this way he won't be pissed at me tomorrow. Uh, yeah, since I have to drive in tomorrow, <laughs> since you got to sure drive batteries. in tomorrow on that, <laughs> since I'm getting a crown put on tomorrow morning. Uh, so yeah, there's a new Gears of War game coming out. Gears of War three came out last November. Right. Um, this is going to be Gears of War Judgment, which is, I believe, going to be sort of a prequel. They're turning those wise. out about every year. Uh, previously, it had been about every two years. Um, so this one's going to come out in March, so it'll be a year and a quarter. Same engine, approximately. It uh, looks like it, um, and they're they're all okay. On the so just new storyline. Uh, yeah, maybe so some new characters. Yeah, and and a uh, new. I would say the gameplay has been revised. So I think the last three so games, there's been moderate changes in gameplay. I think you know after playing the demo at PAX, the mm -hmm. game, the, the, the probably the biggest revision in the gameplay. On in this version, okay. So, um, like probably the biggest gameplay thing w ever since Gears War, Gears of War One, Gears War One. Um, <laughs> I know uh, the grenades. So your your weapon swap, you could have either your gun out to shoot somebody, or you right. could have a grenade out to like swing it chuck around it your head somebody. and chuck it at somebody. Uh, they've actually switched swapped up to make the grenade a uh, a button. Uh, so if you pop the the left bumper button on the uh, on the controller, yep. you'll you'll chuck a grenade. So that means you don't have to weapon swap to pull out your grenade, which is kind of which I don't know if you don't play all the time, it doesn't sound like that big of a deal. No, no it's a huge. It's deal. a I mean, pretty big deal. Yeah, I was always um, a fan of Halo when we had to do that because yeah, know, exactly. You it can just, just makes it you can huck a grenade as you're running through and not have to like swap in and out. Right, and like really a weapon swap when you're playing Gears of War is probably a second and a half. So to swap out to pull out grenades is not a... Yeah, you're looking at three seconds there, which is enough time to get killed. Yeah, basically. So uh, that's a pretty big deal. It plays a little faster. It's actually a... 
not like a lot faster. Like like Gears of War, like even compared to Halo, which is for first person shooter plays slow. Right. Uh, I always kind of felt like uh, Gears played even a little slower than Halo. Like you're, you're, the pacing is kind of like you know there's a lot of ducking behind boxes and and the characters don't run at you know super fast speed like right. they do in Unreal or or uh, some of the other like sort of they can really get like going quake. pretty fast in Unreal. Yeah, yeah, you're just fl- flying all over the map. Um, it, so they sped it up just a little bit. It still feels like Gears, so it's not like... Uh, it's not like huge improvement, but it's enough to make the gameplay less painful. Yeah, it's just enough to make it like... Uh, just feels a little snappier. Uh, they changed some things where, like, you know, anytime you're going off... The, the other thing was, and even the other day when I was playing Gears 3, I noticed this is where, like, I want to step off of a ledge, right. and you would hang on the ledge, or you can't jump off of a bridge or other things. You can, in this one, you can jump off of, like... A bridge. If you're on a bridge that's like you know two stories up, you can jump off of it. You might take a little damage when you land, but it's right. like you can still vault over it and jump down and get away from an enemy or something. Uh, and then the other really big thing is they're actually introducing a full-on um, uh, firefight-style game. So every Gears mode before has been team-based. Okay. So you've only been able to play uh, team-based modes. This is basically... Um, Deathmatch, everyone shoots everyone, whoever gets highest score wins. So nice. it's a new, which is a typical mode in most first yeah. person shooters. It's just never been in Gears before. Although, uh, in our personal games, when there's few enough of us, if there's like five of us playing, we'll, we'll play Wingman, which Wingman is, uh, you'll have five teams of two players, right. typically. Uh, what we would do is we'll just like uh, not fill any bots, and so there'll be five teams of one player. And so you can kind of simulate right. and make a. Um, deathmatch mode, death but you can't really have a full-on like deathmatch world like they're introducing in the new game. So, um, pretty cool. Nice. I, I I dug it. I I think it's so. Gonna are be you great. going to be buying it opening night, or is it available as downloadable content? It will. No, it's going to be it's a full game, which I will be purchasing on opening night or the, the next day. Yeah, I'm and, guessing uh, that you can probably order it from Amazon. Don't expect me to show up to work that day. So, when do you show up to work? Every day. I'm there all the time. Just except, not except for tomorrow. Just not last Friday because I was at Friday, PAX. And not tomorrow morning because I'm getting a crown put on. Or a so. Tuesday. Do you want to give a crown put on? Or, or, or Tuesday when you had to take it off for your daughter's birthday. Uh, or, with that day, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, <laughs> or the yeah. week before where you had to go to the airport and. Uh, yeah, there was that too. <laughs> There's just been a lot of random crap going on. Yeah. Um, the other game that kind of stood out to me uh, that I kind of sat and, and, and got to watch a demo on was Assassin's Creed 3. All right. Did you play any of the Assassin's Creed games? I think I watched some online videos. So I played the first one. And for me, the first... And I, I didn't play the second one, so I'm going to talk about the first one. I skipped the second one because the first one, like, after being initially amazed by it, like playing for an hour and going like, oh, my God, this, thing, this thing's amazing, mm-hmm. I got uh, bored because it was really repetitive. Now, our friend Kevin tells me that, you know, they fixed all that in the second game and it was right. way better and everything was awesome. Actually, did you see Kevin at PAX? I did. He hung out with us on Saturday. Nice. Yeah. Um, after he finished moving all day on Thursday and Friday. That's nice so. that he didn't call us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really happy. I hate fucking moving. Me too. Ah, crap. I forgot to invite him to the poker game. Oh, yeah. You should do that. Um, but they've... Uh, so the first ones were... The first game was in the Middle East. The second one was, I think, in Middle East, Italy. Uh, and they've moved this one to, which I feel is like a completely new environment, which is basically the, the American Revolution time frame. 
They were so, assassins then? No, but they're making shit up now. So Is there going to be a giant spider? No. No? No. Nope. Not just a giant assassins. robot spider? No giant robot spider. That mm-hmm. was uh, the Will Smith movie. Right. I watched I that earlier here. this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, but it looked uh, it looked really cool. Uh, just like the environment of like the American Revolution, and I don't think there's a ton of American Revolutionary games out anyway. It's not a big Oregon Trail big plot point. Um, I would say Oregon Trail was technically after the American Revolution, substantially after. But that's the oldest game I could think of. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, wasn't Jonah Hex set in Revolutionary times? No, he was. A, and I, a, I don't think there was a video game for Jonah Hex unless it was some movie tie-in piece of shit. Um, which doesn't count. Um, you've got mail. Uh, some more of my Amazon items have been yeah. shipped. Oh, sweet. Um, that totally distracted me. Uh, American Revolutionary War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, like, watching the gameplay demo, they had cool mechanics. Like, uh, the guy, like, he, like, ran up a tree, and it was like he really ran up a tr- Like, not like ran up a tree, but, like, went up the tree, and it was like he was really climbing a tree, and it felt like you were really, like... Um, it was really engaging, so I thought that was kind of cool. Are you looking up? It was probably like uh, you're going to find like Civ or something like that. Or uh, Well, it looks like there's Revolutionary America. There's yeah. Battlegrounds 2, Revolutionary War. Um, the Honestly, game. those all look awful. Yeah, they do. So, um, But, you know, you can get them on the PlayStation um, or go check out. U- oh, it looks like the Xbox 360 has uh, Revolutionary War 2 as yeah, well. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Um. So anyhow, so good gameplay, uh, decentish pace for what for the demo you played, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really and, good. Uh, graphics are good. Graphics look great. Um, the other game that I played, which is, is a side note, nobody else is gonna like this, but uh, the people that made uh, Mortal Kombat, you probably heard of that game. Yeah, played uh, it. are making a uh, DC fighting game. It's just DC fighting characters, um, on a similar style again. This one's just those guys. So it's not DC versus Marvel. It's actually just uh, uh, Solomon Grundy versus Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, and actually the uh, the fight that I did was Solomon Grundy versus uh, Superman. Uh, Solomon Grundy got his ass kicked. I was really? playing Solomon Grundy. Yeah, but I'm uh, surprised. But it was a lot of fun. It was just like good, fun ass kicking stuff. Now, so. is it a strictly side scroller, or does it have the uh, kind of three quarters view on it? It was a or somewhere in the middle. 2D view, 3D, right? So it's, it's okay. completely side-scrolling. So more like the uh, Star Wars game on the... That was old. Yeah, yeah. nobody else knows about that game. But yeah, yeah like that. All right. Um, I don't yeah. remember what that one was called, but it was on the uh, PlayStation, the original. Yeah, Justin and I played the hell out of that. Yeah, was, you guys uh, did. It was uh, Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasi. There you go. Um, I think that particular game had awful reviews. Like I, I think I saw it on a worst game... Um, review ever um but justin and i loved the hell out of it yeah we played the shit out of that game i'd come up to bellingham and you fuckers would be on like a 12-hour bender of that game <laughs> yes it's like wait wait you guys haven't left the couch in 12 who ordered the pizza i, I know it just showed up <laughs> i probably still know some of the juggling combos from that from artist lynn yeah i would destroy justin with that character and there was whore and uh, with an H. H-O-A-R. Yeah. And Luke Skywalker, and you can play as Darth Vader, and Han Solo, and Chewie. And strangely... And you could play as Leia with, like, where she was, like, the... You know the Leia when she came into... 
Yeah, yeah, when she was when she was Jabba the Hutt as the slave girl, and then also like you know the bounty hunter costume that she yep. walked into Jabba's lair with, you could play as that character also. I mean, it was the same Leia; she had the same moves, but, right? But um, one was much more attractive yeah, than the other. Yeah, and everybody had weapons, so like Luke Skywalker pulled out his his lightsaber, and, and you it's could the biggest it. pussy lightsaber ever. Yeah, you could totally chuck it at people. It was awesome. Yeah, but it was um, like hitting him with a stick. Yeah, yeah, it didn't really do anything. Uh, you could blasterize people with Han Solo, although that move was hard. It was hard to shoot. Like, it was yeah. just a little har- Haruken, but uh, it was hard to pull off. So, did you notice, um, and this is going to be totally meaningless to most of the guys that are listening right now. Uh, I was walking through work the other day, and uh, there was a picture uh, from the original Star Wars of Luke looking at a lightsaber. And okay. he's looking down the barrel of the lightsaber. <laughs> I think I saw that. And the the, con- the the tagline on the bottom was, most powerful weapon in the universe, and you're staring down the barrel. <laughs> it, it, like, exactly. Huh. It was kind of not a, not a bright light. No, no, it was like, oh, what is this? oh fuck, cop my head off. <laughs> yeah, that'll take an eye out, that, yeah. that lightsaber. <laughs> like right like, through. Yeah. I always wondered about that. Like, It seems like the lightsaber would be kind of a dangerous weapon. Like, uh, for yourself. Like, for the user, you could lightsaber the shit out. You could, like... Okay, so here's the thing. Because I know you've done this. <laughs> you, you, you're, you're playing in the backyard with a fucking ruler or yardstick, right? And you're winging around your house, head pretending to be lightsa- uh, Luke Skywalker. Yep. How many times do you actually clip yourself in the shin or something else? Uh, more than once. Exactly. That's but, all I'm saying. But Jedi's practice. They're y- good at it. But... Y- but, but yeah, no, I'm. But with they you. start practicing with lightsabers when they're little. Kids. It's not like they're practicing with like a no, like no, a wooden sword, right? They're, they're practicing like with uh, non-deadly lightsabers. Then, oh right, right. They're, they're like uh, uh, tasers, they're basically. They're just light. Yeah, they're just whoom. exactly. It's it, it light just, that doesn't. It goes hurt. through you, and when it does, it just goes whoom. But it doesn't actually do any damage. So I'm going to right angle the conversation here just for a minute. Um, didn't you ever realize as a kid? Um, that the death of the Jedi's, right? Wiping okay. out the entire Jedi race, right? As it were, um, and erasing them from the common culture, okay, and erasing them so that people don't even know what the fuck they are. I assume that took more than an hour, yeah, but it was, was like kid. it was hugely complete. Like, Luke didn't even know about the Force, he never really heard of Jedi's, but they were like in his lifetime, right, right. a peacekeeping, it just- it's like. Right, Han Solo's all like uh, some ancient religion bullshit, blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing. Like, and this this is weird, but we've all heard of the Nazis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That happened like a really long time ago, like 70 years ago. Like further back in history than than the Jedi. But the Jedi annihilation happened like in Luke's life, like when he was like like 17 years before. Yeah, like 17 years, he was like, what the fuck is a Jedi? I don't heard of this. And he wasn't the only one. People like, oh. Ben Kenobi, whatever. We don't trust that. No, he was just a guy. Right. And, and it's not like Ben Kenobi wasn't wearing a Jedi outfit, right? When yeah. you see him. <laughs> exactly. In, he looks in, just like a goddamn York. Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, way to go, George. That's all I got to say on that. Honestly, I think, uh, I think George had a different idea. Like, when he wrote A New Hope, my guess is, like, the Jedi were wiped out 
70, 100 years before, right? And, like, Luke's father and Obi-Wan was, like, at that point, Obi-Wan was, like, a remnant of, like, the Jedi, right? It was, like, uh... He was, like, like the retarded last class that didn't actually was, make it all the way through. Right, like, 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 what had happened? Like, the Jedi had all been wiped out, and then it took 100 years for him to get completely wiped out, right? So, so right. like, Obi-Wan was one of the last ones. Like, like he'd been trained... Like, when Obi-Wan was a kid... The, the Jedi had already been wiped out, and there were only like fifty of them left. But he got trained as a Jedi because right. whatever, right? I think that's what what happened, or what was in what, in this, what George was initially thinking. Yeah, and then I don't know what happened to George Lucas over the next thirty years. Well, here's the other. But thing. then he he made the the sequels, and you know, so oh, the prequels. You mean? Yeah. So, and, and since we're already here, I'm going to go ahead and bring up something else that's bothered me a lot. So, Hayden Christensen. He's a good actor. Yeah. He did so fucking horrible in those movies, and that has to be George's fault. I, I, I can get behind that. Now, the other thing that I find awesome about those movies is like, oh, I'm I'm a Jedi. I'm not getting what I want. And, oh, what the fuck? I'm going to go murder some kids. Let's do it. Woo! It's like, wait. that, Like, really? In like a week? Yeah. <laughs> you went from like a uh, whiny little bitch that's on the side of good to... You little fucking bastards, I'm chopping you in half. Yeah. Uh, really? That That's really rapid. Yeah. Y- you think it would take, like, two weeks at least. E- e- <laughs> Maybe three. E- I don't know. It was a little It was a little shocking, right? Yeah, I it's mean, like, like, no, I, it doesn't make sense, right? Like, yeah, like, like you go from, yeah. Because you go from, like, being best buds with Obi-Wan Kenobi to hating him overnight and not saving Shaft. Yeah, and and not just not say like like I could almost see, you don't save Shaft, right? Um, no, I, I'm sorry, I can't see that. How how would you not help Samuel? Because you don't want to be the motherfucker standing around next to him when you didn't help out. Right, right. Because that fucker he, comes back, he's like, "Bitch, you're next." Right, you're right. Like, oh, sorry about that. My bad. I I was in the bathroom. I didn't see. I didn't like. The next thing you're gonna <laughs> get is Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Exactly. The world is besetting you, and you're like, Jesus. Oh shit! I'm gonna. I'm fucked now. Yeah. Uh, but 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 not only like you don't help, um, Jules, you <laughs> you then go and slaughter like children. That is like. Yeah, like it's one thing if you see grown ups fighting, right? Yeah. Because like, what would really happen is you'd go. Oh shit! I fucked up. Like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get the fuck out of town, right? Or I yeah, gotta do like, something, right? So you go. No, I'm just gonna kill everyone. Looks but like this dude is shooting lightning from his fingers. He's the shit. He seems like now. I'm really convinced. Now that he looks totally evil, I'm convinced yeah. that he is the savior for like yeah. my my wife who doesn't really even have a problem other right. than me. <laughs> and and then later I'm gonna turn around and blow up her homeworld. Go me, yeah, yeah. Um, Good job. So yeah, George. Uh, you should have tried harder. Yeah, yeah. We're going to give you a solid C- minus on those. So let's go back to hardware. Okay, hardware. <laughs> okay, let's, let's switch back. I thought we were talking software, actually. We were talking video games. We were. I'm pretty much done. I mean, oh. the, the, well, I talked I talked about the Injustice game. That was pretty much the last one that was okay. like really... Actually, there was one more. Um, yeah, I was actually interested in this one. Code Hero. Which... Is that like a Hero? To say, Exactly. There you go. There's a little bit late. <laughs> I was getting fishies. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd have been there. Um, it is like Guitar Hero, or I mean, like that's what it. it so there's the red concept. dots that drop down the screen, and you have to press the dots on the keyboard. I don't think so. It's more like a first-person shooter. It's the concept. Well, okay. So hang on a second. Let me <laughs> let me let me back up here. We got. Yeah. Uh, playing Guitar Hero, you will never learn to play the guitar. You'll learn how to 
play Press rhythm games really well. Really fast. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, Code Hero is designed with the same idea of like, if I play this game, it will teach me something. Right. But it'll teach me to write code. All right. So, I mean, that's the overall concept of it. I still haven't really... I, I talked to the dev on it. I kind of saw some graphical stuff. Um, I haven't got a chance to really dig into it. I'm probably going to pay the $13 and like purchase the alpha for myself and actually play around with it. Yep. Um, so is it a console game? Is it a, a PC? PC. PC. But uh, basically, a it's, a, uh, it's probably PC. <laughs> so um, you basically, it's a first-person shooter, and you run around, and you can copy bits of code, and then you can manipulate that code, so you edit your code, right. to then shoot it back out of your code gun, or code ray, or whatever they call it, uh, to, to, to blast your enemies. So the better you write your code, the more powerful your weapons are. So it's kind of a way to, like, play a game while teaching you stuff. So, so like, give me an example. What kind of, co- like, I grab a snippet of code that is, like, a function or something? I, I can't give you too much information on this. But, yeah, so, th- so the one little bit I saw on there on the demo was it looked like they had a function that was doing some sort of, like, um, collision control for, like, a 3D game. Okay. Or collision detection, right? So it was... Um, it looked like it was de- detecting your current position, and if it was colliding with another object, your coordinates would change, so you would, you mm-hmm. know, change coordinates or do whatever. Did the objects um, have uh, volume? I didn't actually get enough... Or area, I guess, either I one. I didn't actually get enough uh, information to see that. Yeah. Um, I suspect they're using typical collision detection stuff where it's on a point, and you give it a... Uh, radius around the radius point. around the point, and if you exceed the volume of that or the area, the area of that and your area, then you then you assume that you've collided. Right. You'd only really need volume if you were doing three D. Uh, yeah, that is correct. <laughs> yeah. So flatlanders be damned. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, no, that sounds like a good deal. Do we have a, a website for those folks? Yeah. Well, I I've, I don't know. hang on a second. It's uh something like uh, primelabs.com. But if you just search for Code Hero, you'll find it. And you said they have an alpha version available for purchase right now? For thirteen thirty-seven. Very nice. See, this is the kind of project that I can get behind, because it's a bunch of guys doing something that's kind of interesting, kind of unique. For 1337 And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's amusing, actually. I, I thought it was kind of funny, actually, yeah. So, yeah, go buy that game, everybody. Um, the other thing was back to hardware real quick before we get on to Booth Babes. All right. The Razor Blade. Now, you told me it's not a scooter. Nope. It's, I'm guessing uh, it's not for shaving. So you remember, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago, something like that, this company, Razor, came out, started coming out with selling, like, gaming mice. Yep. Like, super high-accuracy ga- mice uh, specific for, you know, first-person shooters doing gaming, yada, yada, yada. So um, they've kind of been making a comeback in the last couple of years, and they're now in the laptop business. Really? Yeah. So what caught my so I kind of I was walking by the Razer uh, Expo booth and and you know seeing all their their stuff looks fancy. I gotta I gotta say they, I like the look of their stuff. Now it's did they cool. go the uh, Alienware route with uh, big huge beveled edges and embedded stuff, or do they go the kind of more um, clean lines? It's and a little look? bit more on the clean lines. It's I would say it's uh it's not clean like Apple clean. It's like. Uh, you can see it there. I mean, like, their stuff isn't, like, super gaudy like the Alienware stuff. But the thing that really caught my eye, and as you're looking at it there, is the touchpad on the uh, right-hand side. 
Yeah, that uh, I, I just pulled up a picture of it, and it does look somewhat like a uh, MacBook, basically. Yeah, it's 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 a definitely sleeker, cleaner uh, lines than like the Alienware stuff. Uh, nice ad. Yeah, um, I hate slide over ads like that. They like anybody does pop up ads still. Like seriously, um, they they should lose their ability to run a website. But uh, are the so let's just describe it real fast. Yeah. So you have the normal keyboard. It's shifted a little bit to the left, and on the right is a trackpad, and it looks like it has about 10 custom buttons above the trackpad. Yeah, so that's what, uh, and I can't remember what they call it. It's like Are the, those uh, OLED buttons that are programmable, and you can make them whatever you want? Yes. Very nice. And they're, they're like OLEDs. Uh, I don't know if they're OLEDs, but they're like LEDs. They nice. light up, and they change their... Uh, you they know, can change display. images in, based in on... In fact, the, uh, the touchpad, itself, touchpad itself is also an LED. So you can actually, um, they've got some things on their design. So as you're like playing your, your game, you can stream like YouTube or other clips or uh, videos telling you how to, you know, like cheat right. for the game on your touchpad while you're playing. So, so the you basically got itself a, is a little display. Yeah. Um, uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And the, the, the default function for the little keys above the touchpad is basically a tin key. So they'll switch from either the function keys that you set, or you can hit right. a button and they'll switch back to like being a 10 keys. Now, they're not in the 10-key format, the ten key but there's 10 keys yeah. there. So they're, Well, um, even a 10-key takes more than 10 keys. Yeah, well, it's it's 10 keys. <laughs> right, but the 10-key area always has the 10 um, digits, right? Yeah. And then it's got addition, subtraction, multiplication, yeah, yeah, yeah. enter, all it's, that kind of stuff. It's got 10 keys on it. So anyway, um, <laughs> I know that. Um but what I think caught my like I thought about the most of this is just fascinating like 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 caught my attention was the fact that they put the touchpad on the right hand side, which is now I don't think touchpads I still don't think as sensitive and good as that touchpad is it's probably not what you want to use for gaming. Well, of course, um, not. you still probably want to use like a little wireless mouse or something. Right. But if you had to like if you had to use it for gaming. You'd want to use it on the left-hand side as opposed to the middle. I've tried using a touchpad on the middle of you my mouse. You mean the right-hand side? Yeah, sorry. Because the rest of us saying, are right-handed. Yes. I would want it on the left-hand side. But whatever. Um, you would want it on the right-hand side like that. And the other thing is... Do you use your left hand for your mouse? No, I, I, I'm a right-handed mouser. I was pretty sure I'd seen you using your right hand over I do. the years. Um, but the other thing is... I've run into numerous times with my trackpad or touchpad on my laptop centered right. where you accidentally bump it with your palm as you're typing, and that makes your like mouse do stupid shit, um, like move your cursor or do something else, so all of a sudden you're typing where you don't want to type. Right. Moving it to the far right-hand side pretty much eliminates that like, or severely reduces the chance that you're going to be doing that. As you're right. Typing, I mean, so. it's, out of, it's out of the area where you're going to be setting your hands down or doing exactly. anything. So I, I think, like, design-wise, I think it's a really good design. So the only, the only critique I have on this, and I didn't see it in person. I'm just looking at some pictures here. Um, and I, I have used and seen laptops that have 10 keys built in. Yeah. Right? Uh, it does look like the keyboard shifted a little too far to the left it to make maybe. it for comfortable using on your lap. Yeah. That said... Um, and it is. It's shifted a little bit more. So I've got like a 10 key on my keyboard. Right. Um, and I never noticed that it, like the keyboard's shifted over to the side. Yeah, but, but if but you look at yours, you no, have... No, I agree. That, that one definitely looks a little bit more... It, it, it takes more room to have the... Uh, yeah. There. And that's a wide touchpad that they went with, too, as a... Yeah, it looks like they went with the same size that you're going to find on a MacBook, right? Yeah. So it's so definitely taken up some real estate, but... And I didn't get it, like, hands-on. It was in a case, so I couldn't actually, like, touch it, but... Um, 
in concept, I think it should work pretty well. Yeah. Now, uh, strangely, over this last week, I actually saw a, uh, and I don't have any of the sites for this, but I found a uh, company out of Japan, I want to say, possibly somewhere else, but they're making a mouse that's like an origami mouse that folds flat into a CD shape. What was that called? Do you remember? I do not remember. I mean, I could, I think it was on uh, one of the websites that I read. Uh, check. Of course it was. Yeah. Check gadgets. Uh, G-A-J-I-T-Z. And then, uh, so basically the concept was, is it's like a CD-ROM that you could put in your CD-ROM drive and take with you, and then pop it out and fold it into a uh, into a uh, mouse when you got somewhere. Did you find it? Yeah, I found a uh, article. Wow, it even folds up fairly nice. That's yeah. Now that's better than I so assumed it was going to look like. What's the company that did that? Uh, hang on, I'm still looking. Or is that a research project? Uh, designer Taiwan Huang has developed an origami CD mouse, which sounds more... Um, it sounds kind of crazy. Uh, Maybe, yeah. But it looks actually pretty cool. Um, the only drawback on this is my uh, my work laptop doesn't actually have a CD-ROM tray in it. See a little problem with that. My home laptop, has it's a MacBook, so it has a tray that you got to slide the CD in. And I'm guessing you don't really want to be sliding foldable components into your laptop. No, that's probably a bad idea. This it may would probably chew it up and cause problems for both sides. Yeah, this may be a design that's just uh, about a decade and a half late, right? But it's a cool... I don't think you could but have done really this a cool decade idea. ago. I mean, like, the, well, we just manufacturing, I think, is... Yeah, we didn't have the lasers. We didn't have the batteries. We didn't have, uh, you know, quite all the options that we have now. Yeah. I, I do kind of wonder if uh, how functional it would be. Like in your hand, how comfortable it would be, and so have you seen the? Uh, hold on, uh, riff for a second while I go try and figure okay. out what I'm talking. I'm gonna about. hold on, uh, and I'm gonna riff for a second. But I, I do like, actually, I, I like the little uh, the USB uh, port is a super slim one, um, so that's kind of a nice little feature. Um, yeah, I could see it. So I yeah, ran I've to my those. bag to pull up my my current mouse that I'm using at work. Yep, and I. It's a Microsoft mouse. It uh, is actually pretty slick. It's the little foldy one. It's the foldy one where you bend it, and it locks itself into a mouse position, and that's what turns the mouse on. Yep. And I can't remember what they call those. Then you bend it flat, and it goes flat, and it stores in your bag nice. Yeah. And uh, the reason I went to pull this one out is because I was like, hey, let's go ahead and tell Microsoft they did an awesome job on something. But now I actually want to give them a critique. There's no name on this fucking thing. Because you can't remember what the uh, what it's called. I, I can't like it says Microsoft on, and I know Microsoft made it. Yeah. But I can't tell you it's like the Microsoft Curve or whatever, because it's a really cool little mouse, and it's got a little tiny USB adapter that you jam in your laptop. The underside of the mouse is actually uh, magnetic, so if you want, you can just slap the USB key the, or the USB dongle there, and it holds it. Um, and it works basically like the slap bracelets we all had when we were kids, right? <laughs> it is like a slap bracelet. And it just kind of locks up into a really good shape for your hand. I mean, yeah. all in all, they did a really good job on this mouse. I mean, I grabbed a red one, which I didn't realize at the time. By the way, that's the uh, Arc Wireless mouse. The Arc Wireless mouse. Yeah, these are really cool. I really dig them. Um, once I saw this, I was like, holy crap, I've got to go buy me one of those. I, I haven't really used one of those yet. Is it is it really comfortable in your hand when you're using it? Um, like it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't feel too small. That was my worry about it. Yeah. So like, actually, let me just toss it over to you because uh, you can kind of give it a, a run. Okay. My uh, obviously my preference is for trackballs, so I'm not a big um, mouse fan. But at the end of the day, this is a pretty badass little mouse. 
if you like that sort of thing. Yeah, let's, let's give it a try. Let's give it a shot here. Where's the uh, Where's the USB port on it? Uh, the USB is on the back of my laptop. Oh, okay. I won't actually really do it then. Yeah, if you want, I can grab it for you and toss it over. No, no, that's okay. But, you know, give it a feel. It's not a bad little size. I was kind of curious, like, how much pressure it takes to, like, push it back flat. A decent it, amount of pressure. It's a decent amount. It's, it's yeah. enough that you, you wouldn't normally, yeah. you shouldn't accidentally do it. No, and you've got big, fat Mongo hands, too, so you have to work hard to make it. But it's a pretty sl slick little uh, shape, isn't it? Yeah. I, I also, oh, I didn't notice this. When you, uh, it's, yeah, it's got the touch-sensitive scroll wheel. Yeah, but it gives you haptic feedback to let you, to let it in, give you a feel that you're actually moving something. Yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, it's it a little feels tricky cool side. too. It, it's a little bit weird, but it actually feels like it's uh, it feels like the bumping is moving up with your finger, which is yeah. just it's a nice little. Uh, it's little a nice trick. little addition. Thank you, sir. Yeah, we'll I like put that. This back. So, I got to tell you, the, the main reason I go to PAX, booth babes, booth babes, and cosplayers. Hopefully, female cosplayers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the cosplay. In fact, oh God, it annoys me when you're like, "Ooh, female cosplayer." Hey, let me get a picture with her, and then her boyfriend's standing there, like all douchey, douchey, and like you're like, "Okay, reject from Bleach. Totally take a step back." Block. There wasn't even any Bleach ones. It's usually uh, so. That's why I really want to go to SecureCon because I want to see like because I think uh, really like when was the PAX? last have you been to SecureCon? I've never been. Really? Have you? Yeah, I've been a couple times. Yeah, so I think at PAX you get a smaller um, distribution of cosplayers than you do at SecureCon. I think like and again, I haven't been at SecureCon, but m like my feeling is Oh yeah, yeah, they're all over the place. It's like SecureCon. 90% of the people yeah, like are everybody are, are, there is dressed like uh, the kid from Death Note or uh, the doctor yeah. or god forbid Sailor Moon. Yeah. I know that's awful. Now I'd say at PAX, you're at maybe you're probably less than ten percent of the population is 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 cosplaying. All right. right. So you've got a it's basically inverse to to Sakurgon. but there's still plenty there. And the other thing is, a lot of the cosplayers are video game based instead of just anime based. Right. Now there's a lot of crossover between anime and and video mm -hmm. games. Like you know, it might be a anime that also happens to be a video game or something like that. Right. Um, and then. I don't even know. Even the booths that don't have like a booth babe, like like they have like booths with chicks dressed in like I don't know some exotic costume. Okay. Right. Um, but even uh, the ones that don't, like a lot of them have like uh, just hot chicks running the booth, right? Uh, duh. Yeah. So like, uh, there's the uh, the gunner. I think it's gunner. The the people that make the video game eyeglasses. Yeah. Which. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when you need eye protection for video games, you're right, taking right. it too seriously. So that's it. I got. I got to say though, I did consider buying a pair of those for work, because like I like the way the screen looks with those glasses on. Like just that slight like filter out of the blue light, because I sit in front of a computer all fucking day. Don't look at me that way. I'm um, losing respect for you quite yeah, rapidly. Yeah. It looked nice. Plus, it looked really cool. They had nice like style. Were they the yellow ones so you could look like you're at the firing range? No, no, these were like uh, kind of like a, a like gray almost, like a very light gray. So you didn't look like the uh, firing range douchebags. Right. Anyway, hey, don't look at me that way. Uh, I, have to, I have to put glasses <laughs> on to see my screen. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's that. I kind of so. want to kick you in the nuts right now, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Is that, uh, would that be the same as uh, like bald guys being pissed at me for shaving my head? Uh, similar, yeah. Yeah, okay. Just checking that we're on the same page. But it's more like the uh, the hipsters are like, yeah, horn rim glasses are cool. 
So I got some. But you don't have a prescription. There's just glass yeah. in there. Yeah, but hormone glasses. No, no, this would cool. be specifically for reducing the stress of my eye while I'm, you know, working in front of a screen all day. How, how stressed? Like how I shitty get way your stressed. eyes? Yeah, and I'm sure wearing glasses will help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So I didn't buy any. If you feel better, uh, <laughs> plus, plus there would have been the the added effect of you walking into my office and then like falling on the floor laughing. It's like, hey, slick, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So wait, wait, you're gonna take on some MIGs later? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do like me some booth babes, and uh, I like getting me some pictures with them and taking pictures of them and, and whatnot. Yeah, um, the, the creeper approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as I'm uh, as I'm going around, wandering around, that we uh, I pass by. I think it was just before I was getting on the escalator. I, I go past this chick, and she's got on like a uh, NES, like mounted up on like yep. on her like on a sling, like a purse, and then she's also got on a power glove. So. Uh, just a refresher for those of you who are young, although I think everybody knows what a fucking power glove is. It was like a Nintendo controller built into a glove. Yeah, so you could it like... Up, it went along with a Nintendo movie. I believe the power glove is what you win when you won the big Nintendo contest that was going on in like Fargo, North Dakota or whatever. The one that Fred Savage was in? Yep, yeah. that's the one. Actually, it was Fred Savage's little brother, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it had like a little uh, directional pad and the buttons on it. So you'd, you'd, you'd mount the power glove on... And then you you would basically type on your hand. I, you know, I'm not actually sure how the fucking things work because it seems like you because the controller should take two hands. Yeah, but I, this was a controller on one arm, and you can and just you kind could, of go to town. Yeah, yeah, but I need the D-pad and the button. I think something happened in the actual glove that you could like push buttons with or something. It was based off of finger movements. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So anyway, she's got this uh, power glove on, and then at the end of it, she kind of like points it at me, and I'm like, "What the shit's that?" She had like a see right there where the knuckles go. She had a um, what looked like a cell phone mounted on it, and so I'm like, uh, "What do you got there?" And uh, she points it at me, and I realize all of a sudden there's Mario on my stomach. So he was really big. Um, <sighs> that guy in that picture looks slick. Yeah, uh, it's from The Wizard. That was the uh, yeah, that was the uh, movie Nintendo with Fred movie we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. actually, so it was uh, Lucas Barton, also or played by Jackie Vinson. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, she had uh, she had a, a, one of those little Pico projectors mounted on alongside with it, and uh, it was pretty damn cool. And so, uh, and of course, my initial reaction. So as I'm walking through PAX, there's all kinds of bright shiny objects. And all kinds of things to look at. And naturally, you notice a video game unit from 22 years ago. No, so, so yeah, so that's cool. But but my my general like uh, behavior at PAX is pretty much la 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 la. I'm just like all over the place, right? Right. So <laughs> I go. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> hold, hold on. How is that different from normal it, days? It's, it's <laughs> not really. It's just it's accentuated. Oh, so okay. I'm like, that's really fucking cool. And then I'm moving on. And then as I'm going, like just about some of them, I'm like, wait a minute. I got to get pictures of this chick, and I got to ask her how the fuck this shit works so I can talk about it on the podcast. So there was a delete, delayed reaction there. So I, had right. to I ran back down the stairs, and I'm like, hey, 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 can I talk to you? And uh, she was super cool. So I got her name. Her name's uh, Jerry Ellsworth, J-E-R-I, and you can actually look her up on, uh, you look her on the internet. She's got a bunch of stuff on um, YouTube. But she didn't actually have a full NES there. What it was was she had an uh, emulator board built into the... Uh, uh, NES, 
And then she had a bunch of batteries hooked up inside of us. I think she called them lantern batteries, but I'm so She actually has her own Wikipedia page. Wow. Holy crap. She's Uh, she's an American entrepreneur and self-taught computer chip designer. She's best known for creating a Commodore 64 emulator within a joystick in 2004 called Commodore 30-in-1 Direct-to-TV. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that before. They have it on uh, Think Geek. Yeah, I met her. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she had uh, this cool little projector and stuff hooked up onto it. That thing, it peaked selling over 70,000 units on a single day for QVC. Wait, what? Yeah. Holy shit. She's rich, too. (laughs) (laughs) Holy bitch. Yeah, that's... uh, She lives in Oregon. Huh. But uh, she was super friendly. She she told me all about, like, uh, her projector and how she had it hooked up, and... uh, so I thought it was pretty cool, and she was she's cute. She's yeah, no, like, that's uh, pretty slick. She's a good-looking girl, and she had uh, she's running around like flashing people with her projector. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm actually gonna go check out some of her videos. It looks like uh, there's some pretty cool stuff out there. Yeah, the the I I didn't get a chance to really dig into them, but uh, it looks like they're pretty techy and uh, like how to do processors and and circuits and nice. transistors and shit. So. Stuff that I don't really know about. Or uh, just enough to know what they are. Well, now we Not have some to videos about. to watch, and we can figure that out. Yeah. So Sweet. So uh, what other Booth Babes did you see, or are we uh, oh. rapidly approaching the end of the Booth Babe discussion? I think I've about run out. I mean, I got pictures. I'll, uh, I'll link them onto the... Uh, most of them were with uh, my, my younger cousin, Sam. But uh, I'll, I'll put some pictures up. So if you want to look them at them, Booth Babe pictures, you can, you can find them on the Facebook. At uh, the Facebook... Whack the tech garage, and for some reason our outro music is playing in the wrong fucking do, place again. Do I have to sing it again? Yes. I don't know. Da 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 da. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. And keep an ear out for our special uh, um, uh, podcast edition this week with uh, more talk. Next special one that'll come out outside of the normal frequency of when you normally hear them. So thanks for listening. <laughs>